This is the great glass Wonkavator. It's an elevator. It's a Wonkavator. An elevator can only go up and down, but the Wonkavator can go sideways and slantways and longways and backways and squareways and frontways and any other ways that you can think of. It can take you to any room in the whole factory just by pressing one of these buttons. Any of these buttons. Just press a button and see, you're off. And up until now, I've pressed them all. Except one. This one. Go ahead, Charlie. Me? guys it's the real green monster coming at you with another episode of cultivation conversation i'd like to take this moment to talk about our sponsors uh, one of our favorite products and something we all use and believe in is autopot autopot manufactures it's a simple to use gravity powered automated watering system their system requires zero power no pumps no timers to operate it's a plant-driven automated watering system that is so precise it'll actually reduce consumption of water and feed by an impressive 50% while increasing yields. This is designed for both novice and professional growers in mind. Autopot creates the perfect system for growing effectively and efficiently at the same time. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code THEREALGREENMONSTER10 for 10% off your entire order at Autopot USA. Also, Fish Head Farms, Fish Shit. It's a product that me and the captain both believe in wholeheartedly. If you're not using this, you're, you're quite honestly just cheating yourselves. Fish Shit is a tremendous microbial product that will increase terpenes, yield, um, help your nutrients work more effectively. It really is a fantastic product. Use code CC15 for 15% off your entire order at fishheadfarms.com. Last, but certainly not least, we have uh, Elevated Lighting Company, formerly known as Budget LED. This is a veteran-owned company that really believes in their products. They have amazing customer service and even better products. Um, if you'd like to get yourself one of the top grow lights on the market, use code CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. That's CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? You catch me here? Hey. Hey, hey, Michael. Coming through, coming through. All right. All right. Um, I gotta ask real quick. Are you? Do you have headphones? Do you? I'm wearing. I'm just. Some, yeah, I just have a pair of headphones on. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, you sound good. And so the quality's okay. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. it's just my like yeah. whatever iPhone headphones. Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah, we have a quick fix. You know, if someone comes on, they don't have like a pair of earphones. We can just set up a. Click a button and the echo goes away. It's nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Now it's pretty amazing some of these platforms um, available right now. Yeah, we really do. dig this one. Um, there is a free version. It has some caveats. Like for instance, it would put like our guest or whatever on the same audio track as one of the hosts. So it's a little bit harder to edit that way. Um, okay. But yeah, no, this is a pretty good platform. It works on you know. 
any device really because it's browser based. Are you guys sitting in the same room right now? No, we're in, we're in different no. parts of the uh, United States. I'm in Massachusetts. He's in PA. Oh, whereabouts in Pennsylvania? Uh, a little bit in, in between, like Philly and uh, Allentown. Oh, okay. I grew up in Honesdale. Do you All know right. where that is? I don't know. It's like it's um just northeast of Scranton, like right. up along the Delaware, kind of like not too far from like Port Jervis. That's right. I know exactly where that is then. Um, yeah, yeah, it's Route Six right through there. Little like Wayne County, north of yeah. the Delaware Water Gap. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. It's nice country up there, man. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I grew up small town there, and it's like I was born in the same town as all my grandparents, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but now I'm out in Boulder, Colorado now. Been here for twenty some years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now is that where um, Sustainable Village is based out of? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And um, I take it you guys are the, like, United States distributor of the Blue Mont system. Exactly, yeah. So uh, U.S. and Mexico also. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, made in Austria, huh? That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. The only other product I know of is uh, Red Bull. Is that made in Austria? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Actually, they like just opened up a plant, I think, in, Ca in California uh, very recently. But until then, everything was imported from Austria. Huh. Yeah. It's gotten crazy. I don't know if you guys want to get started here or what, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, it's the, the shipping out of Europe right now is, is freaking insane. It uh, is, and I, I yeah. so we are, like, I kind of, I kind of already just had, I, I, I hit record. I, I should warn you, it's probably the legal thing to do is to, to say, like, <laughs> you are being recorded now, but, um, you know, I, I have the ability to edit, but, like, we kind of just like the, uh, the cold start just, uh, you know, gets, gets the banter going, makes people feel more gotcha. relaxed, you know, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's just a conversation. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I mean, there's the stuff. It's it's been affecting us. We've seen some like price increase. We've major price increases on our shipping costs. Um, like right now, to bring a shipping container, we we bring shipping containers full of blue mats to the U.S. Um, and we're we're up about five x on our shipping costs uh, oh to, to bring a shipping container here. And they're saying, like, if you come out of Britain right now, it's like 10x um, for shipping containers. So, I mean, if you were used to be paying, like, $3,000 for a shipping container, and, and now it's at, you know, $15,000, that really affects the cost of goods um, for anybody. And the same stuff, I mean, it's kind of happening out of China, too, but particularly, I guess, out of Europe. I think there's, like, I don't know exactly what it is. There's something about fuel shortages and... Uh, <clears throat> lack of containers and, and slowed down shipping routes and all that yeah. stuff. I think it's no, all the, uh, the people out like in Oklahoma growing in the uh, shipping yeah. containers and stuff like that. Right. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, the one thing I know is like the China part, because we, we bring stuff, we do have some parts we bring from China as well. And um, so shipping containers, there's so much more stuff uh, coming to the United States from China than going back. Um, and that's all mostly related to like the trade wars kind of things that have been happening over the last bunch of years. 
and um, so that there's like it's really affecting things because there's not enough goods going back to China, so they have to end up shipping empty shipping containers back to China. There's just not enough shipping containers on that side of the ocean, and that's a real problem for the shipping companies. They don't want to, you know, <coughs> haul empty shipping containers across the, the ocean. I think for sure, that. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of what we do. You know, is we we import. We have a lot of domestic um, uh, production too. Like a, lot, a number of our products are made in the U.S., Canada. Um, you know, we have a few different places in, in Asia that we work out of for different uh, parts and pieces and some products. And then, of course, all the blue mat stuff comes out of Austria. Um, and, and that's kind of the unique thing we've done is we've, as the, you know, kind of exclusive importer, whatever, master distributor for <coughs> blue mats in the U.S. Um, like, there's other people that sell blue mats in the world, but we've, we've taken them and combined them with, uh, with, a number of different products to create the, these blue mat watering systems, you know, that are that are just different than uh, uh, anybody else is doing uh, in the world right now. Cool, cool. Now, so like, yeah. what you have your like, uh, reservoir and lines yeah. and stuff like that, or um... well, yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> I don't know a, a, um, a ton of about you guys or what you're like. Um, the types of cultivation you're really in, into or whatnot, but um, you know we work with lots of different growers. Um, you know, really got started with like a lot of home growers um, that are doing you know smaller things in their basement, and that's pretty and much we what, really, I, what I do. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what most individual people do, um, and we've we've taken that kind of model and then expanded it and redesign things so that we can scale up into more commercial settings um, pretty seamlessly now and so we do a lot of large commercial stuff but we we also you know still work with the with that at home grower um, often you know we that's kind of a like a, our bread and butter in a way is these uh, smaller systems 612 plants in, in the basement and um, <clears throat> so a lot of those systems do run off of a gravity reservoir um, the, the the crux of our of the irrigation systems that we build are the <clears throat> the blue mat carrot. So that's probably something you've seen. And if you if you know anything about a blue mat, maybe you know it's this, like this ceramic cone. We call it the carrot. We call it blue mat carrot okay. or the blue mat sensor. And it's a ceramic cone with a little plastic top screwed on the on the top. And in that in that plastic top, there's actually a little valve built into it. <clears throat> so pinch valve. Um, and there's also a piece of kind of thin three millimeter silicon tubing that runs through the top of that that plastic. So your the basic blue mat is a ceramic cone with a plastic top and a piece of uh, thin um, silicon tubing that goes through the top. And that silicon tubing is connected to a water supply line, and that uh, that's under constant pressure, constant low pressure, okay. um, like one to fifteen psi is the range that we can kind of play around with. <clears throat> but it's under constant pressure, so, you know, we'll, we'll have this uh, a main supply line, and that pressure can, we can do that through um, a gravity system, um, you, know, a, you know, a reservoir of water that's five feet up in the air, for instance, is gonna provide all the pressure you need to operate this, um, but it's in that the gravity will provide a constant pressure, or it can come right off of a, of a hose bib in, into a pressure reducer, and then, charge that supply line um, or uh, we have pump kits that we put together as well 
Um, so you could pull out of a, a reservoir, like if you had a nutrient mix or, or a particular water source that was sitting on ground level that you wanted to pull water out of, <coughs> we, could, uh, we could do that as well. But uh, the carrot itself, the way it works is you have, uh, it's filled with water, it's got a ceramic tip, it's buried in the soil, and it's itself it's filled with water. Um, when, it, when the soil dries out, it pulls a very small amount of the water that's inside the carrot um, into the ceramic, because the, the ceramic tip dries out, some of that water pulls into the ceramic tip, okay. and it, it starts to relate to the... Uh, the soil water pressure, the water pressure in the soil, and <clears throat> essentially it creates this negative pressure inside the carrot. So as the soil dries out, it creates negative pressure inside the carrot, and that negative pressure pulls against uh, a membrane that <clears throat> uh, physically opens that valve. So, so the water line that's charged uh, 24 hours a day right up to the top there to that valve mm -hmm. built into the top of the carrot, um, the soil dries out and it just automatically through physics just opens and allows water to flow through and it can either just drip right out of the tube or through a series of distribution drippers or we can feed it into this soaker hose material that we call blue soak and um, it's it's like a drip tube almost it's made out of Tyvek uh, we have it kind of specially made for us and it's, it's a really cool product it, it'll give that sounds very like beautiful. something that would be really good on like a like a bed of soil Absolutely. So anything lar larger containers, that's where we use that. So kind of like 30 gallons up on a, on a, on a round pot or mm. any kind of raised bed. So, you know, we're particularly popular with the living soil uh, crew out there. And because of the way we're able to maintain very, very static moisture levels in the soil. Um, and so a lot of them grow in raised beds, you know, large, large uh, containers like large pots or raised beds. You know, some of our, a lot of the home growers are in, you know, a couple of two by fours or four by fours in a tent. Um, when we, we see more commercial stuff, we're at greenhouses with, you know, four by 96 foot long beds. You know, we'll do, you know, 20 of those in a facility or something. <coughs> and when we get into that size, man, it gets so economical to be able to just put like a carrot every 10 or 50 or 20 feet, really, and then feed into an array of soaker hose. Um, <coughs> And still get very very uniform results. And you could uh, spread them out that far, even like fifteen. Yeah, 20 with the feet. soaker hose, absolutely. Yeah, we'll wow. do it. We do this uh, design. It's called our double manifold design. It's super scalable. You know, we can, um, you know, make them anywhere from like four feet long to twenty, maybe even thirty feet long. And um, it'll just be a, like on a four foot wide bed. It would be four lines of the soaker hose, and they're each like connected to a header. And the carrot is basically an on-off valve that is allowing water to flow into that header. Um, so the soil dries out, valve opens, water flows through to that header, and then into those four lines of, of soaker hose. Uh, it waters the soil, rehydrates the soil, neutralizes the pressure in the carrot, and the valve turns off. So that system's on all the time. Um, gotcha. Turning on and off over, you know, and just topping off the moisture levels in the soil over a 24-hour period. And it's, you know, what's so cool about it is that <coughs> It's not a, based on a timer. It's, it's, it's no, there's no kind of human error. Well, there's no like human judgment that's required to uh, turn anything on and off. It's just soil moisture physics. Um, <clears throat> and it'll, depending on the size of your zones, you know, it can get very, very sensitive in a greenhouse or any kind of room that has um, 
sealed uh, uh, ventilation, for mm -hmm. instance, you know, where the air comes in versus where the air comes out uh, are going to have different humidity levels or, or heat levels. Sometimes if you're in an indoor grow space, like one corner of the room might get hotter than another. Um, you know, uh, depending on the plant size, uh, there's going to be a different amounts of water use. So, you know, there's all these microclimates um, that are created in a grow space are uh, accounted for. The blue mats are able to account for all that and maintain static moisture and water just enough in each container or each zone uh, as needed. And then again, that sort of translates to uh, the plant's water usage as well. Um, <coughs> to the point where like a large plant's gonna need more water than a small plant or one strain might want more water than another strain. And again, the, the blue mat will then um, account for that and water exactly uh, as much as is needed. So the, the plant really actually gets to start dictating the, <coughs> the, the amount of water that's used per plant that's or per container. Really cool. Now you would need a separate, I imagine a separate carrot for like each plant. Well, each container, gotcha, you know, so again, gotcha. with a raised bed, you could have, if you had a four, a four by 20 foot zone that was only, say, two carrots running that, you know, okay. I mean, it sky's the limit. Well, not that, but you could put a lot of different numbers of plants in there. You could have five yeah, yeah, plants yeah. in a four by 20, or you could have 50 and plants. One, in there. Or one yeah. huge plant. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you really and wanted to. Yeah. So again, it comes down to, you know, the more carrots, the more sensitive your system. If you're growing in individual pots, say like five gallon pots, um, yeah, you'd throw one carrot in per, uh, per pot and you could just have it drip straight out depending on your soil type. You might want to have a couple distribution drippers to spread the water out. But, yeah, like um, three points of, uh, of drip yep. around the soil. I, I, so, I mean, it, it does sound like um, you can be very precise with mm -hmm. your water level. Like, I mean, you can dial it into, I, I don't know how you would even rate soil moisture level but like i have heard that um we could talk about that if you want to yeah yeah i mean so yeah. i have heard that when you get the system you have to like let your soil get to the moisture level that you think is perfect before you correct basically turn it on that's right so what what we recommend people do is um say you had well just for any number of plants say six plants and you, and you had five gallon pots, what you do is you go through and you'd hand water those pots mm -hmm. and you'd get them to the moisture level that you want to maintain. And then you would set the carrots and there's a, there's a, there's a little dial on the top and you, you use that dial to tune the carrot um, to maintain that particular moisture level. So you water it by hand. You know, you can either like, some people like to feel the soil with their fingers. Some people like to, you know, heft the pot and they know mm -hmm. how much it's gonna, they need it to be. Or maybe they want to use some sort of moisture meter, um, <clears throat> and there's different kinds of those as well. But you're going to use some sort of um, objective way of measuring uh, their, your, your, your soil moisture. You're going to get, get the container to that level. And then, yeah, like I said, there's just this process where you kind of open up the dial, and, and then you, and you pull it back, and it'll start dripping, and and you just keep tightening it until you get a little hanging drip and then you just tighten it a little more and 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 there's tons of videos and stuff online if anybody you know has is having trouble or or if you have a system and you want some help with it you know give us a call but um <clears throat> it's cool. it's pretty simple like it's i would say that there's 100 percent a learning curve with blue mats but you know that's that's like any technology yeah, anything. Or, 
anything. Um, How would but you, once you once you figure it out, it's it's pretty straightforward. What what would you say about like how would it work with like cocoa and synthetic nutrients? Sure. Yeah. Um, right. Because you know, lots of folks out there are are just crushing it with the cocoa and salt, and um, actually they the blue mats work very fabulous with that. We see um, you can run nutrients through the lines, no problem. Um, we we like to cut our dilution rates down. Um, because you know this is a it's a top feed but you're not drain there's no like drain to waste i mean there's no runoff coming out so often with someone that has a, a cocoa and salt uh style grow they're going to run they're going to they're going to water until they get x amount of runoff and and then you know that's that's going to be their feed with the blue mat you're actually just maintaining just enough water so that the plant is is getting exactly what it wants and but anything that goes into the pot stays in the pot. So we'd like to cut those nutrient levels back a bit, about 50%. Um, we still get as good or better results with 50%. Um, and you're using less nutrients <coughs> at the same time. There's also some cool products out there. Like uh, we're kind of messing around with it at the office right now. There's stuff they call um, Beanstalk, I think it is. Have you guys heard about this? Beanstalk Ag? Yeah, Beanstalk Ag. Yeah, um, they're like... I don't know a ton about them. I don't know the technical details, but essentially they're, um, they look like, like little, stuff? yeah, but I think it's even more so it's more than even time released. There's something about it that it's like, it, it has some sort of reaction. Anyways, I don't want to get in. I don't know. But yeah. It's, it's, that's the kind of the concept. It's an, it's a dry amendment. They look like, like nerds, you know, like the little like candy that used to have and stuff like those <laughs> little, like little this. pellets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you mix it in the soil. Uh, into like a cocoa or a peat mix or something and it's just going to be like the complete product and and the re like some of the results we've been seeing are really fabulous um so it's a, it's kind of a i don't know much about the product we definitely don't sell it i'm not like promoting it uh but it, it does seem like something that has been um that will work really well with the blue mat system because you could just feed water in but then you also have this like for better or worse time released uh <clears throat> nutrient uh, profile in the soil that will we'll feed as needed. But if you want to just run, you know, liquid uh, nutrients through the same or, or water soluble nutrients into it, we can do that too. And then if folks want to flush at the end, an easy way to do that is to uh, do that by hand. So like if you had a wand and you go through and just like hit them real hard with just clean water on top, you don't just, you don't touch the blue mat system. You would just, uh, if you really wanted to flush them, but a lot of times because you're using lower nutrient uh, levels, in the, to begin with, you don't even need to flush. Um, is, gotcha. is what people find. Now, if you were if you were flushing like that, um, and you didn't touch the blue mat system at all, I would assume the blue mat wouldn't wouldn't turn on then until like the soil dried out to the point where like you turned the system on in the first. That's place exactly then, right. Right. That's exactly that's right. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and and so that's like. Uh, with raised beds, a lot of times the SOP that we recommend would be <clears throat> to just run clean water through the blue mats. And then if you want to do liquid inputs, just top dress them in as a root dredge. And, <clears throat> uh, and the, you know, like if you're doing like a compost tea once a week or something like that, you know, just run blue mats, run water through the blue mats. They'll maintain that base level of like whatever, 100 millibars moisture level in the soil. <clears throat> and... 
And then if you want to come through in water, just do it with the, with the wand or, or top dressing in. And you know, it's going to bump up the moisture level a little bit, but the blue mats, like you said, they'll just turn off and, and chill out until the moisture level drops down to the, uh, to, the, to the point that you've set them to maintain, and then they'll kick back on. That's cool. Now, and, and if, you, if you were doing that, I'm just thinking like how it would work logistically. You already had a pretty, a pretty moist soil from your blue mat doing the thing with just clean water. And you would probably want to really do like a, a light mix of if, because I assume you're not going to use like a large amount of water to water in these nutrients. So you're going to definitely use a very, maybe, maybe you would use this like the same amount you typically use, but with a much smaller amount of water. Is that, is that, am I thinking correctly? Um, so, sorry, I guess I didn't quite catch the question. So like if the, sorry. if, if the soil or the, the cocoa is already very moist from using yes. your, your, your blue mat system, you don't, you don't uh -huh. touch it, you don't turn it off and then you want to water in some, some nutrients on top. You're not going to use very much water at all because you already have plenty of water in the soil. So yeah. let's say you only mix up like half a gallon, uh, between like three plants are you still going to yeah. use the, you know, full strength nutrients or are you well, going to dial that way back because you're only using half a gallon of water? Well, in that case, you know, like if you're talking about, um, you know, individual pots, you know, smaller, you know, like five gallon or less pots, mm -hmm. I would just run, I would run in that case, the nutrients, I would run them right through the blue mats. Like I'd mix up your, your feed in the, in the reservoir you know, a gravity-fed reservoir or a reservoir that sits on the ground and then we pump it through the system. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, I would, uh, you know, run it through the system in that case. Okay. Um, and then you can kind of alternate back and forth, right? Like you can run some feed through it. You could have two, like well, a lot of people will have multiple reservoirs. <clears throat> so even, you can do this with a pump or with gravity, but you just have multiple reservoirs, one with clean water, one with a nutrient mix, and you can you know, just turn a valve and allow the nutrient mix to feed into the system or the clean water to feed into the system. Um, if, you know, that's, that's an option. Um, just Again, it's all depending on the scale and what makes sense for, for the grower. If it's, again, like your six plants, you're going to have like a five-gallon bucket or, or um, actually, you know, it works really good for reservoirs is like a, like a tote, you know, like oh, one of yeah. those like black totes or whatever, you know, yeah, you put the, the yellow lid you, you get at Home Depot. Home yeah. Depot. I, I probably got yeah. the same one. It's got like the gridded yellow top on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, yeah. I think good one. <laughs> I, most people listening to this probably have one of those. <laughs> At least one. one. Yeah. So that'll work. Um, and now like, do you need um, special lines and, uh, you know, connectors and valves and all that stuff? Or can you basically use anything like, you know, half inch tubing, quarter inch tubing, and any accessories that you could pick up would work? Um, you, well, yeah, you can, um, but there's some, but you'll need, you'll need some adapters and things like that. You know, most, most people, again, if you were to get a small system like that, um, that we have some like starter kits that have everything you need, like a, um, uh, <clears throat> we have a six plant or 12 plant kit with a reservoir, so it's, it's got a bucket and it's got, bulkhead fittings that are built into the bucket and tubing and everything um, you know it'd just be a complete kit and they're you know depending on if you want to get like the economy version or the or the um, you know deluxe version um, they're, they're all pretty reasonably priced um, cool 
And uh, I don't know. When's this podcast coming out? You guys uh, know when you're going to air it by chance? Next week. Like, within, a, within, about, within about a week, usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you get it out be, like by early next week, um, we are doing like a Black Friday kind of sale on those. I think on the 12-plant starter kit, like our deluxe 12-plant starter kit is going to be like 35% off on the on the website there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, for, definitely for talk Black about Friday. it. We'll, we'll get it out before then <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, that's that that's actually a real screaming deal. We don't. I mean, that's like the biggest discount I think we've ever put on. Thirty-five percent off the whole. Yeah, kind of knocks wow. it down. So I think those things retail for like one seventy-seven, and so it brings it down to like one hundred and eleven. I was just going through the numbers today with our marketing people. Um, so yeah, it's that's like I think it's like one hundred eleven bucks. Yeah, one hundred eleven bucks, and it's and it's free shipping, and it's and that's enough for twelve plants, and that's like the deluxe version too. It comes with the really nice. Superflex tubing, which is our silicon tubing, and and the whole, and the whole setup, and yeah, really good whole. instructions. We got cool videos that show how to walk you through it. The other thing is, if anybody wants like a Blue Mount system, we do free custom designs um, for any size system. So whether it's those six plants or like you know ten thousand square feet of wow. canopy, whatever, we'll do all the design work for free. Um, we'll do all the design work for free. We'll give you a complete parts list and um, like itemized costs and everything. And, and just present it to you. Here's the drawings, here's the parts list, here's everything you, if, everything you want. And if it's something of interest, you can purchase, for us, uh, purchase it from us. And then we'll pack it up and ship it out. Um, there's a, if you go to our website, which is sustainablevillage.com, right on the front page there, it's like, um, it says something like free quote or quote request. You just click on that, it's like a little Google Forms, you fill it out, put your information in. And um, I got like you know, four other designers um, working for me right now that one of us will will contact you and uh, and give you a design and a drawing um, pretty quickly, especially right now. Uh, we're not slammed, so it's a good time. That's to cool. Oh. Talk to us. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, hey, even people out there growing in a you know four by four in their basement don't hesitate to absolutely. Pitch up no, like I say, I get well, I get that's we cool. get you know two or three of, of those requests a day. And you know we just crank them right out. Like within a day or two, you're going to get your a drawing and a and a parts list kicked wow. back to you. And um, yeah, yep. That's fantastic. So yeah, it's a great service. Like we really we pride ourselves in customer service, take care of folks. Um, we got like fully stocked inventory right now. Um, like a lot of companies, we had a, it wasn't really that bad, but we had a couple couple weeks in the spring where we were back ordered a bit, which was I hate that. Um, we're basically taking any profits we made this year and just buying inventory um, uh, to kind of help like prevent that from happening again next spring. So, um, you know, that's kind of a word to the wise. Anybody with any kind of building project next spring, you know, it was a shit show this year trying to get parts and materials. <laughs> it's good. From everything we can tell, it's going to be worse next year. So get them so, beforehand. Th- I mean, yeah, the blue mat stuff and irrigation, yeah, but like big, because we do a lot of ag irrigation too, so that's another thing we do. We do like multi-acre um, projects for cannabis, but also big like permaculture installations or even just traditional agriculture. And um, so that, that gets very backed up in the spring, um, but it's going to be similar, I think, for any kind of building materials or things that have like metal or wood or plastic in them, which is, you know, most things. It's very cool. Yeah, just like everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, like it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, um, 
one of the things that we we talk about a lot here on the show is uh, Autopots. You know, and Monster's a big, um, you know, he's been using Autopot, the Autopot system for a long time. And I, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, it, um, from what I know about that system, it's, uh, you know, kind of self-regulating, lets the plants kind of decide what, how much to take up. Very similar to the, the Bluemont system. Um, mm-hmm. It really just seems like the... The difference comes down to if you want to top water or bottom water. Um, I mean, could you maybe speak to why someone would choose one or the over, one of over the other, and like what some of the benefits and pros and cons might be? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I, I've seen the autopots and uh, kind of checked them out a little bit, so I kind of understand their basic functionality um, and. Uh, you know, we, we don't, I don't have anything bad to say about any, anybody or anything like that, but as some differences that we, we might see um, are, <clears throat> well, for one thing with the blue mats, there's, there's the versatility to use any container that you want. So Correct. you're not limited to like a, a prefabricated size container. Um, <clears throat> so if you want to use, you know, a fabric pot or, or if you want to use raised beds that, or if you want to yeah. go straight into the ground or um, <clears throat> you know there's any, whatever containers you happen to have it'll adapt to that so we can adapt to any container or even direct in ground native soil applications um, you know and then the other the other kind of difference I, and again I'm not an expert in autopots at all but um, is the ability to kind of tune the, the, the moisture level that you want to maintain so we can adjust and set different moisture levels um, and, and I, um, so that would, that would be another difference there. Uh, and I'm just, I guess I'm not sure, do the autopots, do they work off a, like a timer or are they just kind of, they're like, it's like a float valve a, or something in there, right? It's a, a gravity fed system, basically. Yeah. Similar to, similar so, to a blue mock. Yeah. Um, the plant would yeah. sit in the tray and there's a valve that floods the tray. And then when the tray is dry, it floods again and just repeats the process. Flood yeah. and drain, flood and drain, flood and drain. Right, right, right. So, uh, and I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, heard people say lots of good things about them. Um, and, I, and I think they're probably uh, very, like, it's, it's automation, right? So, we're, yeah, I'm so. pro-automation for irrigation. So, anything, I really generally, plants like consistency. They like, you know, like regular yeah. availability to have water. They don't want to get stressed out too much. And they just, you know, a lot of, like, growing cannabis in particular is about, not getting in the way of the plant and letting it do its thing and just like letting it have whatever it wants available whenever it needs it. So um, automated irrigation systems will do that uh, as well. Like that, they'll do that for the water side of things. Um, <clears throat> and, but, but again, so I think the adaptability to, to any size container, uh, we're able to kind of scale up pretty, pretty easily into like larger commercial systems. Um, <clears throat> and I just don't know if that's, that's doable uh, I, with the autopots, yeah. Yeah, I think that was an awesome answer. I mean, yeah, hats off to right, right on the fly, man. Like you, <laughs> like you knew sure. it was coming. But uh, no, it's, <laughs> it, it sounds really versatile. And, um, you know, as a guy, I'm a guy who does organics. Um, I do kind of like top dressing in combination with, um, you know, powdered nutrients that I mix into a, a water that I feed in and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, it just sounds really compatible with kind of any way someone would want to grow organically. And especially with, from what I know about organics too, it's, it's maintaining that consistent moisture level, like you were saying, is one of the, the biggest keys um, to make sure that, you know, not too many nutrients, like basically if, if the soil dries out too much, uh, the nutrient solution, as it were, in that moisture level goes way up. Sometimes yes. it can, your, your yeah. plant can, you know, you can see some effects of that. If, if you do let, you know, your, your dry back go too far before you rewater, you know, people say let your soil dry out. But if in organics, if you do it too much, um, I find that that's not a good thing. So I, I agree with you. I mean, there, you know, there's some newer techniques out there. Um, a lot of times it's referred to as, as crop steering, where people are heavily manipulating soil moisture levels to make the plants do things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, it involves like drying back the soil and then hitting them with like really high uh, EC content, like really, really nutrient dense uh, liquid so that they're forced to uptake large amounts of moisture or uh, nutrients. And anyways, it'll, gotcha, gotcha. it manipulates their growth patterns and, and, but it's, it's, it takes a lot of in, intention and, and a lot of like kind of high level awareness to understand what you're doing. That's one way to go about, that's like maybe one technique where possibly drying back and stressing plants out might be valid, but most people aren't doing that. And <clears throat> you know, the, if, when you're growing with any kind of biological activity in the soil, doing that is incredibly detrimental to the soil. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're relying on your beneficial bacteria and fungi in the soil, um, they all have this kind of, you know, they're living organisms and their environment is the soil. And this, if there's too much water or too little water, they'll go dormant. Um, it'll just become an inhospitable environment. <clears throat> so if you maintain that, that kind of happy medium, like kind of Goldilocks zone, right? Like not too dry, not too wet. Um, <coughs> the, those those microorganisms whatever their job is if it's fixing nitrogen or you know solubilizing phosphorus or or transferring nutrients you know they're going to they're going to be able to do that job like on a you know more often and, and for longer periods of time and their populations are going to expand uh, dramatically as well <clears throat> so you get these really incredible fungal and bacterial um, populations in the soil that you know, and if you're relying on that for plant health or to convert nutrients into a plant available food, um, <clears throat> you're gonna, that's going to translate to like yield increases and plant health and vigor as well. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's something that probably the auto pot does too, I would assume. Um, kind of maintains a, a pretty, pretty decent moisture level in the soil. Yeah, 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 it's a it's a similar similar system. Um, yeah, I've always been I've, intrigued been intrigued yeah. by the the, the blue mots personally, but I've, I've never used them, heard nothing but yeah. good things. So that's why we wanted to have you on, kind of describe the system a little bit more, kind of in like yeah, and it was absolutely yeah, and it was cool to meet you. I don't know, we got to we got to meet in Boston this year. We were out there for a, yeah, a trade show. Oh, that's how this got set up. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. we just ran into each other there. That's and cool. uh, hit it off at the booth. That was that was a pretty good show. What did you think of that? Uh, it was pretty good. I I don't know if you were there for 2019, but that seemed a little bit better. 
Um, I'm sure it was. It like I'm sure it was. There were a lot yeah. of empty booths this uh, this year, which was yeah disappointing. But you know, I agree. I agree. You know, I went to. Um, we didn't do any trade shows last year. Um, yeah, obviously. In 2020, really and then yeah. I've done I've done a few this year. We did one in last March. There was a big hemp show in in Denver, and then I did, and that's really just right down the road. So that was easy. And then I did one in Michigan, and we went to Boston, and everything was pretty lightly attended, except for I did go to MJ BizCon in Las Vegas uh, a few weeks ago. I guess that was end of October. Um, and uh, that 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 was uh, that's probably about the third time we we've gone to that one, had a booth and everything. Um, it was great, you know. It's like there was actually a lot of people there. Um, I think they said there was like twenty six thousand people there or something. Wow. Uh, which is you know yeah, was, was a little. That's a it's a big indoor event this for for our current times, but you know, I don't know. I think everybody's. Ready to move on a little bit here and there sure. if I they think can. Everybody is absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's a complicated situation, yeah. and there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But, but yeah. Um, Got to be moving yeah. on. That's that's how I look at it. I know. You got to keep living. Got to keep living life. Uh, you know. Yeah. But no, that's 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 really cool. I mean, you guys uh, got to got to meet in person. That yep. rarely happens yep. anymore. Yeah, would you look at right. that? Right. <laughs> I do have another in-person event uh, scheduled. Um, there's these conferences. They were they were they were doing a bunch of them. I think like 2017, 18, 19, and then they maybe got started. They did get started in 2020, and they canceled them halfway through. But they were the it's called the Science of Regenerative Cannabis Cultivation. The Science of Organic mm-hmm. Regenerative Cannabis Cultivation. Uh, it's a complicated uh, Josh name. Rutherford. Yeah, I know. They're, I know. It's I can never remember it all the way, but that's good. They got a, They're going to have those this year. In um, there's one out in Southern Humboldt, and end of January, and then there's another one. Uh, I think in Michigan, and then in Maine, and then in Oklahoma. And it's it's you know it's regenerative farming practices for cannabis cultivation. Um, and I went to one. It was it was really great, really cool lineup of speakers. Um, I'm actually going to be speaking there and doing a presentation on, uh, you know, cannabis uh, irrigation strategies um, uh, this this year. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to going to that and, and being in person and meeting a whole bunch of, of growers of, of that style. For sure. Uh, was, yeah. For sure. So you guys, you guys check that one out. I definitely will. Um, yeah. I definitely will. You, you kind of got me thinking a little bit about, like you were saying how you know the microbes like the soil is their environment that's where they live and if you maintain this this even you know it's about maintaining a consistent environment more so than i think even the microbes the plants can definitely adapt to a pretty wide range of things but as long as you keep it consistent they they can thrive in a lot of different conditions um but it just makes me think of like your pot of soil or your your bed or your whatever you're growing in as like an aquarium and like your microbes mm-hmm. are like your fish you know you, you just got to keep everything nice and balanced keep a homeostasis and everything will be everything will be happy in there 
It's, it's not about having extremes of dry and wet and dry and wet, especially, and I'm talking about from my own personal, you know, um, organic soil growing type situation. I think it's definitely about consistency and, and automating your setup is huge in that. Unless, unless you're one of those people who wants to spend, you know, get up in your garden four times a day just to water in a little <coughs> bit for, you know, each time you're up there. Um, that's not how I like to do it though. So you're right. You're totally right. And, um, you know, hand, hand watering can be really effective. I know there's a lot of people that are very, um, I don't want to say dogmatic, but really attached to hand watering and, and for different reasons and including like, they want to be there with the plants and and have time to you know spend close to them and observe them and stuff but but really i think any any you know greenhouse i've ever worked in or whatever it's you know if you're hand watering every day it's it's really about just getting it done more more than anything I and it's a it's a huge time suck agreed. especially if you've got anything more than a few plants um you can spend time up there. You can uh, still spend time. If you have the there. irrigation set up, you can still go in there and hang out. And, you know, you can look at the plants. You can look at them really closely. You can look for any signs of, of pests um, or, or deficiencies. Or you know, maybe you spend your time defoliating and, and cleaning up uh, the understory instead. There's lots of other things yeah, to do. Yeah, it just gives you more give you, time give you to that do time. other stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly. You might even have yeah. more time to, like, be more observant with that kind of stuff because you're not worried about mixing up your newts and and you know which plants get how much water and you know how how light was this pot how heavy was that pot sort of thing i mean that's what i'm thinking about when i'm up there is like trying to main like i'm trying to calculate what the blue mock carrot does just like by itself you know in my mm -hmm. mind for eight different plants at a time like you know, how much is the perfect soil moisture level? And, yeah. and I, I do, well, like, well, give, you know, I give them custom amounts because I'm like, oh, this one was a yeah. little bit lighter. Yeah, yeah. And so um, one thing we could just chat about real quick is, is moisture meters and yeah, the please. different kinds that are out there. Um, there's essentially you have there, there's two ways of measuring soil moisture. Um, and, and the thing to think about... <clears throat> Um, to help kind of understand these two ways is is there's a there's a, something called field capacity are you guys familiar with that term um, I'm not, no. basically field capacity is uh, how much water a given soil type can hold before it it experiences drainage or runoff right so um, different soil types uh, are going to be able to are going to have different field capacities so Something with a lot of clay in it is going to be able to hold more water than something with a lot of sand in it, for instance. Um, the, the types of uh, uh, grow mix that, <clears throat> that most people that are growing indoors are using would be considered a low-tension soil. So it really doesn't have much actual like sand or clay in it. It's, it's really just, you know, it's usually like a peat or cocoa base with, with some sort of aeration in it. And then maybe you have some organic material like compost in there as well. Um, so, and that has a real um, kind of high field capacity as well, so that'll hold a lot of water. Um, and, and the ideal moisture levels for, for soil are, is somewhere 
right below field capacity. So you, the, the best, kind of most ideal moisture level that you want to maintain at a static level is just below field capacity because that means you're not oversaturating it. You still have um, space in the soil that where oxygen can exist. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but there's enough moisture that there's always liquid available and a lot of your nutrients will be able to um, be suspended in a liquid uh, uh, form uh, while they're in the, in the soil themselves. So, speaking, so, I'm sorry to interrupt just real quick. Like yeah. Speaking from like a, you know, like a layman's tent grower type perspective, that would be like your soil would be just before runoff is that perfect level, correct? Probably. Yeah, probably. Exactly. That would be the, I, yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. And there's ways of determining that. So, you know, you, there's two, the two types of moisture meters out there are either volumetric or tensiometer based. And volumetric um, moisture meters are going to give you a reading as a, as a percentage. You know, so maybe it's like 50% or 30%. That's going to be the, is what the meter gives you a reading in. And uh, tensiometers are going to give you a reading um, in a unit of pressure. So tensiometers are, are instruments that measure pressure. And um, so they're going to either give readings generally in millibars or centibars. Okay. One bar is like 15 psi or one atmosphere of pressure. It's like a, kind of a metric thing. So anyways, a millibar or a centibar, it's either. <clears throat> so the, uh, for instance, we have like a digital moisture meter. It looks a lot like a carrot. It's got a ceramic tip. It gives you a little digital head and it gives readings in, in millibars. And, um, and when you're, when you're measuring soil moisture, uh, if you're using a volumetric meter um, that's going to give you a percentage, that, that num the ideal number is going to be different based on the different soil types. So, because it's, it's going to be relative to the uh, field capacity of the, <coughs> of the soil type. Gotcha. Whereas if you're using a tensiometer-based moisture meter that gives you a reading in millibars or centibars, it's going to, uh, it's universal, the number. So it does, it's, uh, it, it's the same, you're looking for the same number regardless of the soil type because it's all about like soil um, yeah, moisture the, tension. The, the pressure basically, that, mm -hmm. and that's going to be consistent no matter what type of medium. Right, um, yeah, yeah, because all those moisture, those, those tensiometer based ones, they have ceramic tips also. So when they go in the soil, they actually start to like equalize, it, their pressure equalizes with the soil, uh, uh, water pressure in the soil. And, um, and, then that's, and then it gives a reading on its gauge. So that's a great way to get your <coughs> systems dialed in is when you're hand watering is to use a, a tensiometer-based moisture meter and get, you know, get them set so that they're all like, like a, the number 100 millibars um, is a great number to shoot for. So if you're somewhere close to 100 millibars, you're probably close to the you know, field capacity for a low-tension soil mix. So... <coughs> Um, the, uh, you know, if you shoot for that, uh, then and you, and you can use a meter to measure all your pots and say, okay, everything's right around 100 millibars, say plus or minus 20, 20 M bars. Then you go through and you can place your carrots and dial them in to maintain those levels, if, uh, if that makes sense. It does. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So let's say um you want to take a, a different approach with them like um cocoa can maintain 100 percent saturation so you could if you had 
let's say drainage setup, you could literally have that drip to runoff, right? Would the blue mot be able to? Would you be able to? Would you be able to tune that up to give more water than, let's mm-hmm. say, it, it would want to? Like, say you wanted to maintain a constant drip, 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 drip. Would it? Are you? Would you be able to do that? Yeah, system. you you could. Um, but you probably yes. I mean, you, yeah, like, you could. You I don't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend point, it, though, right? But well, you no, you could do it. I mean, it's. I mean, if you really wanted to, if you had like some particular reason to do that, I, I don't think you want to be continuously flushing water through, um, you know, through through your pots. But if there if there was some reason that you would want to do that, uh, you could continuously do that. Yeah, there's a little dial on the top. It's like a little brown dial with like a plus and minus mm-hmm. arrow, and you can literally just turn that little dial to increase or decrease the moisture content in the soil okay yeah. just just trying to just trying to determine like the versatile it sounds it sounds yeah, really totally. versatile. yeah it's, it sounds like i mean extremely versatile well that's the thing it's like an analog device that um you know it's it, it's just a tool it's a valve it's a it's a variable flow valve that is controlled by soil moisture yeah i mean you um, could throw it in like a a succulent Plant. And if you want oh, that yeah. to be like uh, extremely dry type of soil, we sell a shitload of these things to houseplant people. I, I bet. I mean, that's like a big part of our, our business. Is we actually have like a more simple version called the Blue Mat Classic, that I, they kind of just it's like the cone, and then there's a tube that comes out of the top, and you put that tube in a, a pitcher of water, and it siphons the water through, and then actually bleeds through the cone. <laughs> They're like really easy to set up and. Um, we sell a lot of those. Um, I mean, my, my wife's in yeah. like a Facebook plant group with a, uh-huh. a bunch of bunch of people, and I'm gonna have her post uh, post your page on there. She's gonna be like everyone's new best. Oh, friend. Oh, cool! Let's connect on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send her some. I'll send her sure. some classics, and she can uh, and she can try them out and share them with her friends. Oh, I'm sure she would love that. I'm sure she would love that. Um, yeah, it just sounds you know like if you're growing anything, um, I, I really do think automating is the way to go for most people even if they don't know it i think that's like when you learn more about about you know how people grow and what makes a successful grow a successful grow it's about consistency especially with your water and that's one of the hardest things to achieve for you you know new growers experienced growers alike so you know, spend the spend the money, get get automated, get it tuned mm-hmm. up, and and you know, battle the learning curve for what it whatever it takes, and, and you'll probably see the you're results. Right. No, you're right. Now, overwatering is like it's such a common problem. It's I mean, with houseplants, for instance, like you're talking about, it's yeah. it's like the most uh, common reason that people kill their houseplants is by overwatering them. And that's sure. you know, like it's no different with people learning to grow cannabis for the first time. <clears throat> No, no, I think it's a very high tendency to overwater. Yeah, I, everybody I wants people... it's like it's like loving them to death or something, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now yeah. I and on and the same note, and I've said it before, and people get it drilled into their head so much about don't overwater, don't overwater, and then what do they do? They don't water enough. Mm-hmm. That's a, that can be a problem too, you know. Sure. It's just like yeah. the plant definitely needs water. Yeah. It's just about finding that you know goldilocks zone as you said <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. i mean i mean it's 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 a hard thing for a human brain to like understand what a plant 
considers the perfect amount of water. So, like, just mm-hmm. take it out of your, your hands. Yeah. Get, get I usually know. try to uh, recommend people that, you know, beginners that hand water. I say, look, I know you want to spend a lot of time with this plant. You're going to be in there constantly. Just start with small amounts, you know, multiple times mm-hmm. a day rather than, like, chugging, you know, throwing, like, a liter in there each time or whatever you know I, i've seen people do all sorts of you know, crazy stuff but i i went i just consulted him with one guy he had six plants and he was going through 14 gallons of water a day and i was like um i don't don't that's, think you need that quite that that's much a lot. that's a lot yeah 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 no i i think i've said it um i've said it before that um Right, that bomb hit just made me lose my train of thought completely. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've said that before on the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah it might come back. Said to that me. at one point or another. Yeah. yeah. It, might, it might come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one one thing it kind of relates to this, and this is kind of a little bit more on the, I don't know, woo woo side of things, but you know, I I think the plants have some intelligence, and um, they <clears throat> we we see these things where. You know, when, when, the, when the carrot is seeded in the soil and after a growth cycle, you pull the carrot out and it's not dirt anymore in that hole. It's just, it's pure white root tips that have made a cone that the carrot is seeded in. So, hmm. so the plant actually grows up and wraps its roots in a complete like sheath around that ceramic tip um, over the course of, of its life cycle. So it gets to the point where the plant actually goes and grabs the valve and, and now has complete control over the valve. And, and with its root exudates, it is able to exert you know, pressure changes on, on that ceramic cone to open and close the valve. So you know, once the plant gets established enough, it, it actually grabs the valve to the water control system and waters itself. That's that, incredible. Yeah, that's ins- insane. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I know, right? I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's wild, like, but I, you know, you can see it. You can just, like, look at it and see, and see what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and, I, and, and I kinda, that's, that's what's happening. And you can see it with your own eyes once you do it, especially with big plants, like big full-season outdoor plants, things like that. You look into it, and it's just, like, where the blue soak tube is, you lift that up. It's, the roots actually will grow up around the tube and just kind of completely embrace the whole irrigation system and, and are actually controlling it. Hmm. <laughs> Makes me awesome. think of, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I've, uh, I've seen those experiments where they like, um, have like pipes underground, um, and like, they'll just play the sound of running water through one of the pipes. I've heard those and too. The, yeah. There was, and the, and the, I've and heard the that same study. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, yeah. It's pretty crazy how smart like they can the, the plants themselves can be like you know what I mean they they know the sound of running water I mean which is just fucking incredible <laughs> yeah it is yeah, yeah there was a great like radio lab or something like that where they got into into it was either radio lab or this American life and they did like a whole thing on the intelligence of plants um, mm-hmm. and they remember them talking on uh, about that yeah that was a good it's a good one. Makes me. Um, yeah, I forget where I saw it, it was recently, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's amazing how smart the the plant itself can be, and um, people kind of don't really understand that. You know what I mean? They just look at it like a plant; it's not like a conscious thing. But in a lot of ways, it, it is. 
Mm -hmm. It knows what it needs, at least. And if you let it take, you know, take up what it wants uh, in terms of water and and food, for that matter, um, it will. And it'll probably not overfeed itself or underfeed itself. I mean, it'll do it just right. Yeah. Well, it's that concept of just staying out of the way. You know, just don't, like, it's all about momentum with the plants. Um, and just make sure they have what they need when they need it and 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 just don't interrupt that momentum and that's when the best uh, uh, <clears throat> results occur um, and, and watering's a big one it's that overwatering part like you see it in late in late flower a lot when plants are really bulking up and putting on a lot of weight if you if you overwater a plant you might not notice it right away and there might not be any kind of outward effects but if the water becomes, or if the soil becomes too saturated, um, the root the root exudates will close, and they won't take. It'll it'll seal itself up. And if you're at a point in the, in the flowering cycle where you're just like, you're, you're towards the end, you're packing on weight, you're trying to get those heavy, heavy flowers, <clears throat> and you go and you shut down all nutrient and water intake for three or four days while you because you've overwatered the plant, you've totally screwed with the with the momentum of that of that production yeah and then you and you know you there's a lot of of loss there that isn't necessarily visible um but but it happens like in the yeah when you do side by sides uh the the blue mats just come out heavier like we're seeing potential you don't even mm -hmm, know what you're missing sort of thing exactly yeah and and that people do do we have like some people running side by side tests uh, you familiar with those dudes over in Washington State, uh, Kiss Organics, uh, Tad Hussey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Of course, he does a they great have, podcast. They have a, they got, they got some great, great information. They've been using blue mats for a long time. They, they've got a, a this uh, PhD uh, <clears throat> biologist on staff named Ben Higgins, and he's run some really great tests. They wrote a few white papers about it. You know, completely kind of controlled, um, uh, controlled scientific uh, tests. That are they're done with scientific rigor, um, and they they did one. Where they took they took five rooms. This was at a like a living soil production facility out in Seattle, and they <clears throat> they took five rooms, different strain in each room. Uh, each room had a bunch of different raised beds in it, um, and they took one side of the room, and and did it all with uh, you know one strain. All the clones were all randomized. But the only difference from one side of the room to the other is they hand-watered one, so they're master growers. You know, these guys got 10, 20 years of experience uh, hand-watering plants. They did hand-watering on one side, and then on the other side they did blue mats. And <clears throat> so they ran, uh, you know, just water through the blue mats, just water through the hand-watering, and then they top-dressed in uh, the, the compost tea at the same time. So, like, everything was standardized, same lights. Uh, same soil mix at the same age, everything. And what they found was at the end, um, the, the, the blue mat side had a, a 23% increase in yield over the hand-watered side. And this is in a facility that's already wow. been tweaked out as much as, as possible. I mean, these are like real pros. And, uh, <clears throat> but just by changing that one factor um, of going from hand-watering by a, by a master grower um, versus the blue mats, the blue mats were able to really provide a much higher yield well, and uh, so they, they got some cool stuff yeah you can go to, to their website and check it out yeah you make me just think speaks that, to the consistency of automation yeah yeah you make me think that i mean the moisture level like in your medium is 
literally the yield lim yield limiting factor for everybody, including master growers. I mean, if it's a what do you say, a twenty three percent increase yeah. for yeah, for that even was a master wet grower. Imagine what that it's was like their, for me and weight, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Imagine what we're yeah. we're losing. Um, right. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's the only limiting factor, you know, yeah, but, but there's well, lots of other things of, that you can... one of many. Yeah, but it's a very important one, and it's one that's often overlooked. You know, we help with the construction of large commercial facilities often, and it's amazing to see how much money, you know, gets put into uh, soil and, and containers and, you know, all the HVAC and lights, and then and irrigation tends to be this afterthought, and it's... Um, mm. um, <laughs> You know, yep. I think that I think that's a mistake, <laughs> and it's it's actually not. It's like one of the least expensive aspects of the whole system, um, is is a good irrigation system, but um, but it's something that people think they can get away with, but but really, you know, it, they pay a good a good automated irrigation system that's designed by professional is going to be um, is going to pay for itself very quickly. Well, it sounds like it, definitely. And you can get a free quote. And you can get a free design and <laughs> quote. Free design and yeah. quote. Yeah, that's, that's badass. That's sustainablevillage.com right there. Yes. Just fill out the form and check it out. Come by Come by next week. If I think it's, yeah, Friday through, through uh, you know, Black Friday through Cyber Monday or whatever. It's like, like the only sale we really do all year. And I think it's, we might even do, I'm not sure, I have I think it'll be like 10% off like the whole blue mat line and then 35% off that one starter kit. So it's a, it's like definitely our biggest sale that we do. Um, and, uh, yeah, 35%. Yeah, that's, that's a doozy. No, it's a, it's a steal. It's like, it's a, it's a really good, uh, price on that, on that starter kit. It's a, and it's a great system to get people started and testing things out with. It's really cool. Really cool. Awesome. So we've been yeah. going about an hour here now. Um, is there anything else you kind of, like to say before we wrap it up no i mean it was great great chat with you guys um, agreed agreed i yeah. mean you honestly you answered all of my questions that i had just kind of in you know in your flow and what you were saying just very knowledgeable and um can tell you you believe in the product and um i honestly i would love to check it out i'm gonna give it a cut yeah well let's some. connect after this and, and, I'll, sure. and I'll, I'll take care of you we'll get you set up Awesome, yeah. man. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your time too. Um, you know, just kind of coming on after meeting meeting Monster at a at a convention, and it's really cool of you to share your knowledge with with us. You know, I love listening. I love doing the po I love doing podcasts and, and talking to folks, and you know, that's what this what we do. That's what I do I do at work, and this <laughs> I'm sitting sitting at my kitchen table at home right now talking to you guys, and um, you know, it's. Uh, nice. It's, it, I like it. I've, I've always been just uh, fascinated with water and how it moves and, um, and, and, and plants as well. So, you know, this, to have this kind of uh, this role in, in um, what I do with my life, it's really quite satisfying and it's something I enjoy a lot. That's great. Nice. Man. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you and your website and all that jazz? Yeah, for Social sure. Media. So, um, yes, uh, check us out on Instagram um, for sure. There's two accounts. One is at Sustainable Village. And then the second one, which is probably more interesting to uh, most of your folks where we put all our kind of cannabis-related uh, material, is 
<clears throat> at Blue Mat Watering Systems. So Blue Mat is B-L-U-M-A-T. Blue Mat. Blue Mat's like a German word. It means bloom. It's kind of a made-up word, I think. But anyways, it's like a made-up <laughs> German word. It means bloom-ish. <laughs> uh, and um, the uh, yeah, Blue Mat Watering Systems on Instagram. Um, and then sustainablevillage.com is our website. We also have a really cool website called irrigation.equipment. So that's the full URL. Equipment's the domain. Um, so irrigation.equipment. Interesting, man. And check that out. It's sort of our like education page. Um, there's a lot of uh, kind of instruction, like Q&A, FAQ stuff, uh, some instructional videos. If you go to our YouTube channel, Sustainable Village uh, YouTube channel, um, we're putting up a lot of content. A lot of like during COVID, you know, we kind of had to pivot from doing in-person like trade shows and stuff. So we started focusing more on doing more educational videos. We're starting to build a really great team of kind of gr like graphics and video people, so that we're able to put out a little bit more content. And we're increasing that all the time. So there's lots of new videos there with instructional stuff and oh, kind yeah. of interesting, weird ways to use blue mats and. I'm um, on it right now. It's mm, pretty. It's yeah. a cool website. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the places. But yeah, come. You, know, you can always call us too. I mean, I don't know if he like, likes to actually call people on the phone anymore, but it's 303-998-1323. Uh, you know, we're out here in Boulder, Colorado. We've got warehouses and offices here in Boulder. Um, so it's mountain time, like nine to five mountain time. You can call anytime and just talk to a person, and that they'll be very knowledgeable and will will help you. Um, with a system you might already have, or if you know you don't feel like filling out a quote request, you just want to call in and tell us over the phone what you're looking for. We'll we'll take care of it right there. That's cool. Um, and what if they want so, to stop by the office and, and hang out and burn down bur burn down a joint with you? Is that cool too? All customers have been known <laughs> to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. Give us a call and we'll uh, yeah, set and up an appointment. We'll have you maybe. come over. Let's have an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll make an appointment. We'll make an appointment to, to do just that. That's that's yep. cool, yeah. man. I love it. You guys sound like a really cool, transparent company. I'm glad to have you on and, and learn. Oh a yeah, bit Sustainable more Village how this has a has a great history. Um, the owner, this guy named Steve Troy, he's been around for a long time. He got started um, with a, a company in in Garberville, out in uh, Northern California, in, in Humboldt County, in like 1971. He started this health food store. He's a, you know, older dude, and um, he uh, and then went on to they they were kind of the first um, store in that in that Northern California region to start carrying grow supplies, and, uh, and they went on to form a couple of like, other companies. One's called Real Goods, another was called Jade Mountain, and they were um, focused on like uh, early solar and appropriate tech and kind of sustainable living products, and um, he sold those companies in the late '90s, and then started Sustainable Village that was more focused on irrigation and we used to do a lot of work in um, like developing countries and, uh, and whatnot but and now we're really really focused on uh, irrigation all over the United States and Canada Mexico and we've got projects in probably I don't know 20 other countries running right now as well Wow yeah. Wow man yeah it sounds like I mean definitely sounds like you love what you do man and uh, that's that's awesome uh, you know. Kudos, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. It's been a pleasure talking to you yeah, guys. Yeah. No, uh, likewise, hundred percent. Yeah, um, we'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. 
Hey, anytime you want, just let me know and we'll pop on. We'll have a have a little conversation. I'll update you what we're up to, that sort of thing. Would love to. Would love to. And we're gonna get this out. I I hope to, you know, maybe do a little cross promotion with you on Instagram or something if you want to hype up this Black Friday sale. Like, I mean, that's uh, that is a great deal. So, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put you guys in touch with our our social media manager. Cool. uh, Cool. You can talk to her. Yep. Well. All right. Awesome, man. Thank you so much again, and um, yeah, have a great night. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep, take care. No problem. Thanks for coming on here. You bet. Bye-bye.